Welcome to an Avo Chat, Verbal Rhapsody, brought to you by Tang, the Advocate Newsroom, the student voice of Contra Costa College. Good morning and welcome to the very first episode of the Avo Chats. My name is Anthony Kinney. And I'm Michael Santone. And we are your hosts. How you feeling this morning, Michael? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing quite all right, man. Um, ever since our coming back from our Dallas trip, I uh, ran into an unexpected uh, African-American studies test that I wasn't really ready for. But um, I was glad I knocked it out, and I think I did pretty well on it. Yeah, well, good. Good job on that, man. Um, I can't share that sentiment because <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm only taking one, one class this semester, the Advocate uh, newspaper class. So, uh, you. Right, yeah. So I um, definitely didn't feel that pain, <laughs> but I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how are you uh, adjusting back to um, being back in California? It was about a week ago, I think, or maybe a little less than a week ago. Yeah, we returned. it's been a couple of days. Yeah. Um, Man, I feel like I'm just now getting back onto my, my schedule. You know, it was a struggle <laughs> um, being two hours ahead and then coming back to California and trying to get back into a, the, the schedule of school and all that stuff. And even when I was out there, I had two essays that I had to uh, complete. I had an English essay and an um, essay for my philosophy class. So I didn't even really get to enjoy the convention as I wanted to. But um, I still had a good time. Right, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I was your roommate, so I definitely seen you working hard <laughs> on those essays while we were all out observing the, the sights of Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we actually went out there for a convention, um, the uh, ACP uh, CMA convention, mm-hmm. uh, where we won a few things for our news organization and our newspaper, The Advocate. Um, so Tell we, them what we won, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. So we won a 2017 Pacemaker Award. Uh, we also won 2017 Best Two-Year Media Outlet of the Year. Yes. Uh, we also won a lot of design um, design awards from uh, our old alumni advocate uh, yes. designer, Marcy uh, Suela. Yes. And um, we also won a fourth place storytelling, our story of the year for a slideshow photo, like photo sli- slideshow uh, for the Trump uh inauguration and uh, election. Um, and then uh, one of our opinion and sports writers won uh, first place for entertainment writing in the country. In the country. In the country, yeah. This wow. is up against lots of, you know, four-year colleges, you know, Northwestern and, and, you know, all these. You know. Yeah, I've seen a lot of colleges out there. I mean, it was Berkeley out there. Uh, USC was out there. Um, um, University of Texas. There were even some uh, colleges from Canada um, competing, so yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see, you know, the our competition, our you know other student journalists, and how they, you know, n- you know how they kind of go through the the workshops and you know the award ceremonies and stuff like that. It was definitely interesting yeah. to see, but I'm happy to be back in California. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. I know um, flying out there was your uh, your first time actually flying, correct? That's correct. Yeah, I've never actually, um, I've never been out of California, and I've never flown on a plane. Like, you know, I've traveled a little bit around California, like to uh-huh. L.A., and I mean, I think the furthest out of California I went to was Reno, but that doesn't really, <laughs> it's like, what, five minutes off, you know, out yeah. of the out of California border, so I guess that doesn't really count, but 
It, it was definitely my first time flying, uh, first time experience. And how was it? Elaborate. Uh, well, I mean, for starters, it was it was early in the morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, you know it was interesting. I I definitely had a preconceived notion of what flying would be like, how it would be in the airport, how it would be when I got there, and stuff like that. But it definitely wasn't how I imagined. Um, I was nervous, uh, but I wasn't as nervous as I expected to be. Uh, At least going there, I wasn't as nervous. Um, I did pop. I did take a Valium (laughs) to kind of lessen the the angst of it all. But I... um, I, I didn't feel like I was on any type of value. I just felt maybe because it was I was you know my energy and my excitement was kind of you know superseding that mm-hmm. that that value. But it was definitely an experience, and I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I got to sit by the window. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for fun, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, how about you, man? Um, me being a avid flyer, and I started flying when I was about. 12. I was young. Um, honestly, uh, I would have to say that this was one of my smoothest flights, um, the one going out to Dallas. Um, I don't know if it was just, I don't know if it was the flight itself or maybe just the company I was with and being, you know, with the, the news team and being with, with such a familiar group. Um, I felt really relaxed, you know, and I also felt um, that that flight anxiety, I didn't really feel it as bad, probably because I felt... Um, if I did die, I would die with people that I, I cared about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's funny you say that because I actually, um, I, I think, build, you know, the building up to the trip and getting on the airplane, you know, I actually kind of had this discussion with my mom, the same thing, and it, you know, it's kind of morbid for us to actually talk about or think about that, you know, if we all were to crash in a plane or if the plane were to actually crash, we would all be on there, you know? So it definitely kind of made it a little bit easier to see a lot of familiar faces with, you know, people from the Ed board. And so it definitely helped out a little bit um, for going down. I guess we were all going to go down and that, (laughs) that, that made everything a little bit more easier to handle. (laughs) Definitely. Um, On the way back, we flew during the night. How was that being your second flight ever flying at night? Was it different from your very first flight? Uh, flying back was definitely scarier. <laughs> and I don't know if it was, it was at night, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely felt more anxious. I definitely, I was holding on to my seatbelt a little tighter <laughs> on our way back than I was going there. And it could have been because it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, when we flew there, we actually took off at like 6, six in the morning, yeah. 6.30 in the morning. And on our way back, we didn't leave. We didn't really take off until 8. So we were, you know, in the darkness of the night, <laughs> flying, you know, over back to California so I was nervous to me it sounded like the plane was a little bit more like it was going to fall apart <laughs> <laughs> like the windows seemed to shake a little bit more and maybe uh-huh. it, was, it, it was because it was nighttime and the weather was probably different or something like that but it definitely felt like uh, the, the bottom was going to fall out from underneath me this could time. have been turbulence uh, maybe you know as my second flight I, I don't know I didn't really on our way there I didn't really feel turbulence you know like that like mm-hmm. I didn't really People were telling me, oh, you, you know, you might be scared from a little bit of turbulence and stuff like that. But So I was kind of prepared for that, but right. I didn't really, I didn't feel that. And on our way back, I guess it was I got a little bit turbulent or a little bit, a little bit of turbulence, but I didn't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it was that. It just felt like everything was a little more cheap. And <laughs> like, the, uh, you know, in the whole process of flying, uh, what was your scariest moment? Was it taking off? Was it landing? Was it being in the air, 30,000 feet? <laughs> 
Um, I think uh, being in the air, 30,000 feet, and knowing that if any little problem happened, we're falling straight down <laughs> to the floor. I mean, and I can't, it's not like I had a parachute and I can jump out and save myself. Right. So it was definitely, a, I think just being up, it's, it seems unnatural to me <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that, you know, we're up in the sky, 30,000 feet, you know, and thank God our plane ride was only, you know, two hours. So it, it I, don't, I can't imagine someone being on the plane for you know, 10 hours or 18 hours. Well, you know, those stewardess, they... Uh they go from one flight to one city, maybe take like an hour break, and then they hop on another flight to go somewhere else. They're constantly on a plane. Right. Dang. That's, I don't know, man. That's something else. I don't know if I can do that. It's a, it's a lot of people who take flights. Um, according to uh, research in 2011, 7.9 million flights were flown in America. It seems like the, I mean... <laughs> We are such a jet-setting type of, you know, a, a world now where people are, you know, going from one end of the world to the other end on a daily basis, it seems like, especially people who are in business and stuff right. like that, and celebrities, and they fly so often that it, I'm not surprised that, you know, 7.9 million people or some 7.9 million flights have flown back and forth in the year, so... Um, and then across the globe, it was three million, uh, three million passengers flew in in that year. Wow! You know, and so across the globe, it's not just in the country. Correct, correct. Across wow. the globe, yeah. And this is all from uh, flightfright.com. And so it's, it was, it's interesting to see kind of that dynamic and how further, how far we have come in, in you know, in transportation and, yeah. and stuff like that. It's just imagine it was one point in time where. Um, international you know visiting another country it would take months on a boat you know like it's you would actually have to take a journey to get to you know the other side of the country where now you can it's just a couple hour flight you know right right yeah and you know that's that's definitely an interesting kind of aspect of of, you know flying because we went from california which was you know two hours behind texas to going two hours you know two hours ahead of time so it kind of felt I don't. I mean, I guess the time really didn't really affect me as much as when I came back or when I went there. But it, you know, having people that live in California, like my mom and you know my brother and stuff like that, it was kind of interesting to you know be nine o'clock at night, you know, in Texas and or you know, uh, yeah, nine o'clock at night in Texas, and it would be, be seven, right? And yeah. then our even when it got later, and I'm thinking, you know, let me text my mom or see how she's doing, and it's, you know, twelve o'clock, but I'm thinking it's actually ten o'clock, and right. she's cussing me out the next day, like, <laughs> why are you texting me so late? And I totally forgot that, yeah, <laughs> the time difference, but. Interesting, man. Yeah. Um, statistics show that nearly one in three adult Americans are either anxious about flying or afraid to fly in general. Um, I used to be one of those anxious flyers, but, um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe over the the course of flying and flying so much, I kind of grew over the, the phobia of flying. So, um I I can I don't think I was ever I think anxious I I would probably relate to you on that the anxious I don't think I was ever afraid to fly because like as you know as the weeks went on and we got closer to you know going to Dallas I don't think I was ever people were like oh are you afraid are you mm-hmm. afraid and I'm like oh, I'm not afraid I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get on that plane whether you know whether I like it or not and I so I think that it was more of an anxious type of thing because it's something I've never done before I've never been on before so it was definitely you know. It was more of an anxious type of feeling than anything. Well, you're not alone. Um, statistics actually say that it's uh, 18.1% of Americans that feel the same way. 
and uh, 12.6% are uh, totally afraid to fly. I wonder how they gauge that, like the afraid to fly type of thing. Is it like, did someone, you know, are these people who have flown on a plane before? And then they were like, I'm, I'm just never getting on a plane again, ever. And, you know, and then the people who are anxious, you know, they just have this kind of like me. I was anxious. I yeah. got on the plane and you asked me, you know, earlier, would I do it again? And I said, yeah, I mean, not probably not for fun. But <laughs> if, if I know I needed to get somewhere and it was, you know, <laughs> I would probably get on a plane. Right. So it's it's kind of interesting little, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, because it's the, it's the fastest, it's the most effective way to travel, you know. I mean, who wants to be in a train for hours? I mean, even though it's more scenic, I feel, the train, you know, you get to see the countryside of a lot of states, especially if, you, if you're taking a train cross-country. Um, but it's just, it's, it's so slow. It takes so long. Um, flying, I mean, you get there in, in a fraction of the time it would take in, on a train or even in a car. Right. That's actually really funny because before we, you know, all the talk about going to Dallas, you know, even last, you know, in the spring semester, 2016 or 2017 spring semester, and you know, you know, uh, Paul DeBolt, the uh, advisor for the journalism and the advocate, he was, you know, talking about it and stuff like that. So preparing myself to kind of do it, I was like, maybe I can take a, a train there. You know, maybe I'll, you know, maybe some, you know, <laughs> two, meet us there. right, I'll meet you guys there and I'll take a train. <laughs> so that was definitely a... I, I thought about it for a second, you know, so maybe it did come in. I think that's where the nervousness came in, where I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to take a train there. Or maybe, you know, maybe somebody will drive me there. <laughs> so, yeah. What was the scariest thing about you? Where does your your anxiety come from from flying? You know what? I think that it was just the fact that I never did it. I've never done mm. it before, you know, and I, I've never been like I've never been to an airport. Right. I've never, you know, I don't I don't even think I've ever been, in, you know, with anybody to go pick somebody up from an airport. Oh. So, you so know, it was a totally new experience. It was, yeah, it was a totally new experience for me. So I think that it was just all of that, just like not being able not being on an airplane before and kind of, you know, just not being at an airport, not going, like, the TSA thing. I kind of had this idea that the TSA was going to be, you know, like, you hear all these things about it, like, oh, you're going to, basically, they're going to strip you butt naked, and you're (laughs) going to be standing there in front of everybody, right? Right. And so that definitely kind of, it was was just kind of an added part of the imagination Mm -hmm. of what a plane ride would be, and how do do you get on the plane, and, you know, and stuff like that. And you hear all these stories, and you see all this stuff in the news about stuff happening with planes, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people, you know, you know, all the long lines for TSA mm-hmm. and all, how long, you know, you have to get there four hours before your plane right. boards and stuff like right. that. So it, I definitely thought about a lot of that and it definitely ran through my head, but actually going there and getting through TSA, um, it was not as bad as I was expecting. Yeah. You know, it's just the whole water bottle thing. You can't bring water bottles on, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So I had to, you, you know, to hurry up right. and chug your drink real fast. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can say this, um, Flying from a you know earlier period of time, like around nine eleven, um, security used to be a lot more stricter than it than it was uh, when we flew in Dallas. Um, I was actually surprised that uh, because I you know I just recently underwent a uh, shoulder surgery, so I I can't fully lift my arm my left arm up to do the the full body scan. I went through the uh, metal detector, and I would assume you know I go through the metal detector and I would have got patted down. Like a couple years ago, I felt like that would probably been a procedure. But, you know, I went through the metal detector and they said, hey, that's it. You're cleared to go. So I was actually surprised about that. Right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I on our actually on our way back, I didn't um, 
they we are you know the I don't know it's the scanning machine where you go inside. I don't even know what, what is. I don't even know what that. It's would like be. a full body scanner. Okay. Yeah, that the scanner, uh, the full body scanner. I on our way back, coming back, you know, from Dallas to California, me and uh, I think three other people didn't actually have to go through that, and they pulled us to the side and had us. I don't even know. I don't even remember exactly if they wanted us or not. I think that they. I don't think so. I, I don't. Yeah. Right. I think that we. Yeah. 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 Right. I think we just walked through the metal detector and let us right through. So right, that that's was interesting. right. It was. It was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, some more like uh, I guess, st- I guess statistics from flyerfright.com. It you know it it kind of breaks it down and tells you uh, or gives you like statistics about you know what kind of what are people afraid of when they are flying so you have like you know the uh 73% were fearful of mechanical problems during you know during the flight um and then like an engine going out or something right like that. yeah yeah or you know maybe like you know a hole getting punctured into you know and then oh. right and then we can't breathe and stuff like that you know like one that. thing i always be a little worried about is a bird getting caught in one of the engines and that going out. Right. Somebody uh, somebody from our editorial board actually told me, oh, you're going to be sitting by the window, so you might be able to see a bird get stuck <laughs> through the engine. And I'm like, dude, why would you tell me that? <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's, um, you got 62% of people who are afraid of being on a flight during bad weather. Mm. And I can speak about that because on our way coming back into Oakland, I don't know um, if any listener out, I'm assuming listeners out there, you know, from the Bay Area, and if you're not, Oakland uh, or even the Bay Area in general, especially around the Bay, gets very foggy and it gets, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. coming in, uh, I couldn't see, you know, coming making the landing, it was just, I couldn't see anything. Like right. it was so foggy that I was On like, top of it being midnight, right, being right, so late, correct, yeah, and so it was definitely a. It was, you know, I, I feel like this my first for my first flight. I feel like I, I definitely experienced everything that I possibly could, um, and still made it home safely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, so there's um, like you know like thirty six percent of people were afraid of mechanical problems on the ground, which mm-hmm. I don't even know what that would mean. Like, is that you know maybe some of the the, the lightings on the you know on the runway were not working work or, or right? Yeah, I don't really maybe on takeoff it didn't take off or you know it didn't get enough uh runway to take off and so it crashed or something right. or i don't know right and then um a bigger one was the 36 percent or not a bigger one but the uh, another one that i kind of relate a little bit to was the 36 percent were afraid of about flying at night oh, and yeah, so all you, right all me yeah all, <laughs> all me so definitely can uh, i definitely uh relate a lot to out of all of the ones i just uh, all of the statistics i just read i think mm-hmm. that one really relates to me the most because of you know i definitely felt a lot more nervous coming back and felt like you know things were a little bit more shaky and things were a little bit more loose <laughs> like the bolts and stuff and you know what's funny is about that it's <laughs> funny about that is that um on our on our way there because we left so early i didn't really have to use the bathroom i was still kind of sleeping you know it was three in the morning when we had to actually meet at the at contra costa college so uh-huh. it was uh going back you know i had you know spent the whole day in dallas and eating and you know so like that's so why i had to use the bathroom and it was just like i was fearful to get up and use the bathroom because of you know that not only was it we were flying not only were we flying at night but it was just uh, you know, getting up to use the bathroom and everything, you know, at that point I was like, damn, this, this plane seems a little shaky. This <laughs> seems a little scarier than the, you know, coming, coming to Dallas, you know? So, um, I definitely got to get up to use the bathroom and I was you know, holding on for dear life in there. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, even though there's a big fear of flying and, um, everyone's worried that, you know, the plane is going to go down and we're all going to die. It's actually one of the safest ways of uh, travel. 
um, according to statistics, um, there's only been 3,288 airplane-related deaths from 1982 to 2010. So in 28 years, that's that's all the deaths that's happened during plane. That's that's definitely interesting. Cause I don't. Uh, I wonder if they. Like, how do they? What is considered like a? Uh, I guess airplane related death. Like, does that mean like, like are you on the plane or like you know how does it? Does something? I don't know. Um, I actually seen a video where um one of the uh, mechanical. Um, maintenance guys were actually under a, a plane while the engine was going, and he got sucked into the engine. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so <laughs> I can, I can, I mean, I can imagine that's probably a way. Right, yeah. right. I wonder if this also includes like all of the, you know, from the last, you know, well, it does say for twenty eight years. So I wonder right. if that factors in the because if, when you think about it, like I mean, uh, when you think about like the whole nine eleven thing and how you know uh, the plane crashed into the building, I wonder if they mm. consider that as part of you know these the, the statistics where people you know. I would assume. Right, because yeah. I mean, you would think that it would be a lot more. Um, like the death toll would be a little like higher if if these you know if this, but who I mean I don't know who knows who knows right who knows, <laughs> but I mean it does seem that I I know this is the most popular form of transportation so there's been a lot of regulations and a lot you know it's, it is one of the safe more safest ways to travel so there's a lot of regulations that have gone it's the, probably the most regulated you know form of transportation in you know the world at least right um, well I it, I'm pretty sure it is it being the most modern and probably the most used now since it's you know it's it's invention so i i would assume it's the most regulated it's pretty sure the most expensive (laughs) right yeah i mean if you think about it back in like you know the the 50s and 60s when planes were just taking off Mm -hmm. and you had you know people were smoking everywhere you know they smoke in the cockpit they smoke you know in the in the actual you know airplane which is like how how you know how do you do that right how do you do that when you can't even open a window (laughs) you know what i mean so it's you know regulations have made a lot of made it made you know plane travel and airplane travel it's definitely safer mm-hmm. and uh, you know before even uh going on a plane i didn't really read any of these you know statistics until you know we got preparing for this this episode mm-hmm. and so seeing all this stuff definitely kind of made it a little easier to handle um, yeah. i wasn't having like you know i wasn't having you know shocks or anything like that you know when i seen an airplane flying in the sky coming to school i didn't like, freak out or anything right. so yeah. knowing you know seeing all these this, you know the statistics and stuff like that about it definitely kind of eased the um i mean definitely made me want to you know get on another plane and you know i'm anxious to try it again and maybe go a little further maybe three hour ride instead of a two and a half hour ride you know <laughs> right just baby steps keep baby steps right just inch on eventually you'll make it to new york absolutely <laughs> <laughs> right absolutely um, but yeah, so um, so a little bit more on um, you know how safe plane rides and how safe uh, planes are. It, it really breaks it down by year on this uh, on flight flightfright.com and tells you you know for instance like you know in um, 2016 I believe the year 2016 uh, 1,000 bicycle accidents. Uh, you know, and then there's uh, 1,452 accidents involving guns and stuff, and that's really a big right. issue, you know. And uh, and so, and then we, earlier when you said there was 3,288 uh, plane-related deaths in 28 years. In 28 years. Right, and then you have, you know, bicycles and things that you see you don't really see as harmful, you know. Or right, stuff like I mean, that. 
There's more accidental drownings with 5,000 a year than there has been um, plane-related deaths in 28 years. So, I mean, if you look at that statistic, you know, planes are actually pretty pretty safe. Pretty safe, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you probably have more, you have a higher chance of getting in a car crash on a road trip than you have on a, you know, plane ride across the country. Right. Um, and then according to, uh, it says that, um, you know, one, there's, you know, one in 11 million chance of being involved in an airplane accident, which is, you know, definitely interesting. And then one in 11 million chance of being in a plane related incident. That's, right. That's insane. Right. Right. And, you know, for someone who riding their bike to the liquor store, you can, you know, die. Right. Yeah. So it's by a car. Right. Going out, you know, trying to ride across the street. Right. I think I want to live in a plane. <laughs> Keep myself safe from all these. <laughs> Be a lot of money on that jet fuel. Right, right. And um, actually, a, uh, a, uh, a Dr. Arnold Barnett from um, MIT, uh, there's a quote from him, and he says, a person would have to fly on average once a day every day for 22,000 year, 22, years before they would die in a U.S. commercial airplane accident, according to recent accident rates. Wow. That is, that's mind-blowing a that, little bit. That's absolutely crazy. Right. I'm looking at this other statistic from the FAA that says um, they estimate that flying is 200 times safer than driving. 200 times safer. And that's, that is also mind-blowing because if you, you know how many cars are on the road. and you, I mean, you've seen the traffic lately around yeah. here in the Bay Area. It's oh, just, my God. I feel terrible. like there's an accident just in the Bay Area every single day. Right. That's Just that, in the Bay Area. Yeah, that's yeah. something else, man. So you can't ride a bike. You can't, you know, <laughs> the only thing we're going to be able to do is hang out in airplanes for the you rest know, of our that's, lives. It's <laughs> the safest way, you know. Right. You don't want to get on a, on a train. Those, those get in accidents, too. You hear right. about trains running into each other all the time. Right, right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess um, to kind of finish it up a little bit here, we have uh, it, it actually at, looking at this this paper, it's interesting to see, too, are looking at the statistic sheet um, from flyorfright.com. Fly um, in 2007, there was 9.8 million flights uh, uh, annually, uh, U.S. annual flights, um, mm -hmm. domestic flights at least. Uh, but then it... If you go down to 2011, it's just at 7. Point million. So it seems like there was a like between 2007 and 2000, and, let's say, uh, you know, 10. There seemed to be more people flying on airplanes than you know at least in 2011. And I wonder why. That I wonder what, yeah, what that's, that's about. Pretty interesting. I wonder what it is this year. Um, right. I could. You know, I was looking, and it was kind of maybe 2016 would probably be our best bet to look up yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a part two um, on flying. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> listeners would just have to tune in and check that out. Right. Um, I think that's it. I, I don't. I don't think I have any more. All right. Well, it was good chatting with you, Mike. All right. You too, man. Have a good one. Until next time. Until next time. Hey, you guys out there, I hope you enjoy, and uh, you guys have a you know great day, great night, and. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you enjoy, and I hope you come back for more. Peace, and we're out. <laughs>